Welcome to Inside the Economy with SHNJ. Presented by Larry Howes of Sharky, Howes, and Jaber. Learn more about Sharky, Howes, and Jaber at shwj.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome. This is a quick update on the interesting news of the Brexit vote last Friday. I'm sure it's in everyone's common media, but uh, the UK voted to leave the EU that they've been members of for 43 years. It was something of a surprise to a lot of the markets, and the pound and the euro are both down today, today being Monday. Not significantly, but the rest of the equity markets in the globe are also down. The S&P 500 is down about five as of about 30 minutes ago, and it's taken uh, a fair amount of money off the table. Any sort of change of the status quo does that to the equity markets. I will say that the result of this referendum, a non-binding referendum, by the way, has uh, been a great result of a well-orchestrated media campaign in the UK. I think it was kind of one-sided and laid out some possible upsides to the voters that are, well, doubtful. I've been looking for upside potential and positive economic benefits of this for two days and really don't see much. The, uh, one of the big issues that the UK had for leaving the EU, the EU was control over immigration. Uh, Tony Blair, their last or prime minister, a couple of prime ministers ago, something of an expert on the subject, uh, was shouted down in most of his opinions on the matter that immigration into the UK over the years has been generally positive. And what the voting population has been hearing that immigrants come to the UK just to get on the public dole and produce nothing, those there's some truth to that. It just generally is not the case. Most of the immigrants into the UK are very productive and have very well-paying jobs, mostly in finance. The uh, easing the housing shortage was a big issue. Well, the UK has had a chronic housing shortage forever. I don't see that changing. But the price of properties in London is very expensive. It's probably 30% above the affordability numbers in London. Again, this is most of the immigrants that have high-paying finance jobs, occupy those homes, as well as a lot of French and Russian and Pole and Greek immigrants who have moved money there as a safe haven. Uh, It's much easier for them to preserve their money in London and have a nice place to stay. So that drives the prices up. If a lot of these jobs leave the finance sector, which they likely will, I think a lot of that housing bubble will come apart. I don't think that's going to help their economy much, but they may have to learn that from practical experience. The uh, huge campaign on the amount of money that the UK pays to the EU, 2015, that was about $8 billion in fees and so on and so forth. Uh, 
little research I did on the financial sector, which is clearly the big issue in London. Uh, all of the banks, the world's banks, get passporting rights into the continent through London. Uh, most of the people who have those jobs prefer to live in London for a variety of reasons. But if they lose those passporting rights when they leave the EU, that's going to inspire those banks, J.P. Morgan being the biggest U.S. bank and their entire trading department, will move out. They'll move to Frankfurt, Milan, Paris, someplace. They'll go directly to the continent. When those jobs leave, that will take big numbers out of not only government revenues, but the economy in the UK as a whole. The financial sector paid 67 billion pounds just in payroll taxes in 2015, far overshadowing any, any fees that are paid directly. I know they wanted to refund the British health system with the money that they pay into the European Union, but I think they're going to have much bigger budget issues than that. Uh, there have been a fair amount of EU rules and regulations adopted into law by Parliament, by treaty. Some of that is part of common law. Some of it is not. When they leave, we'll see to what degree the bureaucratic oversight that has also been an issue in this referendum goes away. The EU, do, the EU does have a lot of regulations, but we'll see how the UK does on its own. The issue there is, in fact, the UK is much more dependent upon the European Union than the other way around. Not only the passporting issue for financial transactions that I've mentioned before, but 50% of everything that they produce is sold to the EU. A lot of that is a financial transactions, but everything else goes across the channel. The EU, on the other hand, sells actually a little less than 10% of what it produces to the UK. They're a much less important trading partner. And looked in isolation, the UK is not an important factor in the EU's overall success. I think that's going to be part of the trade negotiations that will begin here by the time they get a new prime minister. Whether it's Boris Johnson or not, we'll see. Uh, other than that, we're going to hear a lot more about this than we probably ever wanted to in the next several months, if not years. But I think this is bad news for the UK. I think it's going to re-inspire Scotland to leave. And I think it will probably make the relationship between the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland very different. Uh, Republic of Ireland will be a European Union border soon. And that's probably not going to help relationships with Northern Ireland. More on that later. As far as a reaction here in the U.S. and most people's portfolios... Uh, the global markets are down, oh, 12% as of early this morning. The, the U.S. about 5 That'll be up and down here in the near future. It's certainly not going to be an economic disaster here in the U.S. 
The current issues within the EU are not going to affect us very much. Fundamentally, the U.S. economy continues to be kind of an island. It's a very big island, but uh, a lot of people who are in the U.K. as a safe harbor are probably going to look for a different one, and it'll probably be the U.S., I think we'll see more capital flows, even more than we have in the last 18 months, come here. I think that's going to hold our interest rates down longer. I suspect that uh, the Fed raising rates is probably not on the table for 2016. The rest of the globe, they're more concerned. They're more concerned about their own populist movements. Italy, I suspect Greece will rethink their membership. Italy probably will. The Spanish might as well. Everyone else is so dependent upon Germany, they're probably going to try and hold it together. Of the 27 nations, I think there are three quickly coming to the service about rethinking their membership. Again, on the financial side of things, the only reason the U.S. markets are down, I think, is just simpatico fear of change. There is no economic basis. So thank you. I hope this was helpful.